on in, everybody. It's your boy, KV, coming at you from my soul renegade sound studios here in Minneapolis. I'm welcoming you to the Ken Valdez Approach. Yo, I can't wait to introduce you to my guest this week. Her name is Mariah Fermica. Now, I was introduced to Mariah and her music through Michael Sweet of Striper. And anybody that knows Michael will probably tell you that he's not the kind of guy who would just let somebody, just anybody sing on one of his records. He's also not the kind of guy who will just shower praise on somebody if it isn't deserved. This young woman is absolutely deserving of Michael's praise and everybody's praise. She is quite possibly one of the best singers I've heard in my life, let alone, you know, the last several years, right? She's incredible. She is the front woman for an all-female kick-ass rock band. And let me tell you, they indeed kick ass they are so good they're called plush now plush was just out on the road with seven dust before that they were out with slash and now they're getting ready to go out with alice in chains these ladies are no joke aside from the tried and true rock and roll fans they're bringing in a brand new generation of of listeners of believers in the power that is rock and roll and i'll tell you what Mariah has an incredible story, and we're going to hear all about it and get to know her a little bit more. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Mariah Fermica of Plush. All right. Hey, hey, I am with Mariah Fermica. We're just hanging today. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing great. It's about time that I talk to you. We've been <laughs> we've been chit-chatting about all kinds of craziness. Yes, that, that we... is for sure. <laughs> there's there's too much craziness in the world and sometimes people just yes. you know, just keyboard warriors, right? Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Let's forget about them for a little while. How are you? What's going on with you? I'm where I'm doing very well. I'm uh, I've just been you know, vibing, writing a lot of music. Um, Are you writing? Are you writing a lot right now? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm. I'm just kind of writing whatever comes to my mind. I guess like I I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm writing for any specific thing right now, but just kind of. You know. Would this be for you? Would this be for you, or would it be for Plush, or? I'm not, I mean, the focus for me right now is like, it's, it's plush, but if a song for whatever reason, if I don't think it really fits it and, you know, it's, I guess lately I haven't really been, when I go to write, I'm not writing with the intention of writing for plush or for, you know, for me or, or for anything. It's just kind of whatever I'm feeling in the moment, you know? Sure. That's awesome. I have a true artist right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go back a little bit. I'd love to know, you know, a bit more about you, where you're from and, and uh, you know, just growing up and how you came about to uh, discovering music, rock and roll in particular, because you're a youngster. You're a youngster and you uh, you have taken on something that, uh, yeah, 
it's very, very much rock and roll. How does somebody your age find rock and roll like this and create it, for God's sake? Yeah. Um, well, I my dad was a huge and, and is a, a huge 80s guy. I mean, he loves, you know, 80s hair metal and all those bands. I mean, I grew up listening to Poison, Motley Crue, um, Skid Row. My dad loves Skid Row, you yeah. know, Striper, all, all those awesome hair bands. And um, he would always have 80s pop-up videos on the TV in the morning. Nice. <laughs> and I would just, I would just watch them all the time. And I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I was really fascinated with the guitar in particular. I just thought it was so cool that I was just totally drawn to it. Um, and I got my first guitar at like five and I just wow. did everything with that thing. I took it everywhere. I took it to uh, go visit my grandparents in Maryland. Like it, it, there were, there wasn't a place that I was that that little stupid $20 guitar was. I mean, it was one of those little, you know, it was like a, it had to be like two feet. Oh wow! Sure. And it had like one of those built-in amps and like the built-in speakers. Right. And you just oh flick on, God. you just flick on the switch. I took right. that thing everywhere when, when I was little. It's so funny because we just had my buddy uh, Tommy Baldwin on, who had almost the exact same story about the exact same guitar. Really? Yeah, and he was probably right around that exact same oh age. Oh, my God. So I... it's like you guys are, like, separated at birth or something. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you teach yourself how to play or? Yeah, for, for the most part. I did. I went to lessons for um, probably about a week, and then I think I just was... I, if I'm being honest, like kind of just got bored. Like I just, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to, I, I just loved music so much when I was that young that I, and I, and I still do, but you know, when right, I was right. that age, I was just like music, 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 who yes. cares about, you know, but I, I sat there for some of the lessons and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with it. And so I was like, okay. And it wasn't this big thing where I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to teach myself this. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't really feel the lessons. I don't vibe with the guy that's teaching me. And so I, it was just kind of like, okay, well that fizzled out, but I would just sit with the guitar, with my guitar alone at home, you know, in my room and just fiddle with it for hours until, you know, stuff made sense. And, you know, like there was a melody or, or whatever. Right. So is that how you kind of taught yourself? Was it, you know, kind of by ear or were you learning other people's songs or were you just kind of writing things that, that, uh, that you were hearing at the time? A lot. It was mostly by ear. I had this little, there were little CDs that you could put in and it was like an audio of, or not, not an audio. What, what was it? It was like a, some sort of video thing. I don't remember. Like a DVD, but it was, like a DVD or something. I it, it it was either a DVD or just like an audio disc or something. But I was, love the fact that you're so young that you're like, what, what's a DVD? No, no, no! I know what a DVD is. I use I. I love it. No, I. You know what though? I really I love DVDs, and we had we had a bunch of them growing up, and and we also had VCR. That's we had VCR. Bam! There for we most go. Our um thing, like we had all the the Disney movies on VCR, but it was, it's just, I can't remember which, which one. I can't remember if it was a DVD or like an audio thing. I think sure, sure. Just, I'm but, just, I'm just, I'm just giving uh, you a bunch of crap. It's all good. 
But, um, yeah, but anyways, it was a thing that would go over just, like, the most famous popular riffs. Oh, uh, sure. Like, classic riffs. And I remember I learned, the first thing I, the first riff I ever learned was um, on that stupid little cheesy guitar was Back in Black. Nice! And um, from then on, I just kept listening to those things. And then I learned Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Oh, wow. And then at that point, I would just locked myself in my room until I, you know, learned, like, one new Aerosmith song a day because oh, cool. I just Aerosmith was my band. I sure. loved Aerosmith. Sure, yeah, as we, same here for sure. How can you not, right? No, exactly. I mean, just the longevity and the fact that they just continuously keep putting out really good music. So seriously, it's yeah. amazing. It yeah. really is. It really is. And again, just I mean, we're gonna go into this too, but the fact that that Steven Tyler can just sing his ass off. I mean. All these years later, and he oh, sounds, yeah. he probably sounds better than ever. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, he's a that, freak. That says something, man. That really does. But then there's you and your voice. Where did you discover this this massive voice that you have? It's incredible. <laughs> it was it was so weird because I didn't really say much as a kid. Like, I was a very, very shy kid. I didn't, I mean, I'm still a, a shy kid, but I, you know, I can have conversations now with people (laughs) and um but yeah when I was little I kind of just didn't talk really to anybody outside of my you know my immediate family and I just didn't you know I was so shy to the point where I didn't want to do much you know I would just prefer to be alone I I would eat lunch alone sometimes in the hallway which sounds sad but it was because I wanted to I just was a loner I was like I I don't know I'm kind of just vibing with myself right now sure um so it was really, it wasn't like I ever thought about, oh, I want to be a singer or I want this or whatever. And so that's why I think it didn't come until later when I was like nine or 10, you know, after I had already, because guitar was definitely my first instrument. I was, sure. you know, around like five or six, but I didn't figure out that I could sing until like nine or 10. And I think a lot of it was because I was such a shy little kid who just didn't, you know, I, I didn't think about, you know, stuff like that or, or or myself that way, I guess. And I remember we, it was my cousin's, my older cousin's graduation party. She was graduating high school. And um, one of the other kids there was like, hey, let's do karaoke. And I was like, okay. So um, we did Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Sure. And then the next thing I knew, the like the the parents were like, just blown away just just, just, kind of, just jaws on the floor kind of thing because i'd never i'd never they had never showed interest in singing or or doing anything like that so they were just so surprised that i you know and then from there on i just you know because i didn't know i when when you're a little kid you're just thinking oh i like singing this song it, it's sure. not like <laughs> you know you're not listening to yourself like wow oh, wow I'm, i got I'm, it yeah, like you know what i mean like um and so i when i when I noticed that it drew that to my attention and I was started exploring in my mind, Oh, you know, is this something that I like to do? Um, do I like it? And so right around that time, you know, maybe a year later, I started really getting into Evanescence because my parents would always have all different sorts of CDs in the car. And Evanescence right. was, you know, the fallen album was a big one that they would yeah. play all the time. And um, hearing Amy Lee's voice really inspired me to just take off with singing Sure. And then shortly after that, I got into voice lessons, and from there it was history. Wow! What did your so after you do this karaoke performance of Adele? 
<laughs> right? What did your parents say? And and did they implore you to to go further with this, or was it just like, oh, well, that's that's really nice. Mariah has a really good voice. They definitely um, pushed me to do more. They they were so supportive because they already had known that I loved music. Like that right. wasn't the secret at that point. And um, you know, they were like, well, is this? Do you like this? Like, is this? do you want to do this? If we got you like voice lessons, would you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, wow. sure. And they just, they really, I mean, really, they are the reason that I am here, that I am the musician that I am today. Cause they just encouraged me and pushed me to do so many opportunities that I, you know, I didn't want to do because I was so scared and so nervous and so insecure about everything about myself. And so, you know, if it weren't for my parents, constantly encouraging me and pushing me being like, Hey, the worst that can happen is no, you're not. What's the worst thing that's going to happen. You know, you just go out and take this opportunity. And, you know, so I, from there on, they would take me to open mic nights and whatever. And, you know, I slowly started building confidence and sure. starting to know myself. And then. Well, that's awesome. You know, things. Yeah. So yeah. my parents are a huge, huge part. Well, <clears throat> go, go your parents right on. So. You just kind of touched on something here where you felt very insecure. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, why why were you insecure? What were you insecure about? And, of course, how did you overcome that? Now, I struggled a lot with, and still do, you know, a lot of, you know, like mental health. It's a thing that a lot of people struggle with, obviously. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, it's a, real, it's a real issue. And it is something, unfortunately, that, you know, I know I'm going to struggle with it for the rest of my life. Like right. a lot of people, um, I think when you recognize that and you start to, I mean, a, a lot of it was just, I don't know what it was about exactly the things that I were insecure, was insecure about, but, you know, I think just getting up there and, and singing, I just didn't, I was not confident in any part of myself, you know, like there was wow. no, uh, all these thoughts, you know, what if, sure. what if this happens? What if, you know, what, somebody does what this? Ifs. What if, Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, it's the what ifs and um, just the thinking like, well, it's not going to be me. Like, I I think a lot of it was just growing up with that, with with anxiety and, and depression and a lot of things that can make you feel insecure and stop you from doing things. And, and really, again, with this whole thing, as far as overcoming and it's still something that I that I struggle with, like I definitely am. I got to hand it to my parents again for, wow. for that, too, um, is helping me build that confidence in countless, countless conversations, you know, late at night in the morning, like, you know, and just them reassuring me. And it's true, you know, them pushing me to do things. If they didn't push me to take opportunities and, and do things that scare the crap out of me, I wouldn't have understood, Hey, it's okay. You know, you, it's fine to be insecure, but go out there and just gain your confidence. I guess I had to gain the confidence, you know, by just continuing to do things that I was afraid of. Sure. And that's, that's a great, great point. And that's a, you know, <laughs> there's a success story right there, you know? So that's excellent. With that said, what is some of the best advice that you have received? Oh man. Um, I would, I think some of the best advice that I've received is, you know, this is really cliche, but 
it's really true. And at least for me and, and my journey is don't, don't listen to other people. Seriously. I mean, like, listen, if it's constructive, you know, of criticism course. and it's something that you really truly believe can be helpful, then, you know, of course you should always, always listen and be open. But if it's, I'm talking about people that try to deter you from being yourself or because it does happen like people all say, the time people yes. say are you kidding me the amount of people that were like you know mariah you're not going to get anywhere with rock you need to just write pop songs <laughs> right you're not going to get anywhere with rock it's stupid you're not going to make any money you're and i'm like i don't care like this is what i want to do and i'm and i and i stuck with it because i that's just what i am like i live eat, sleep, breathe. Like I rock and roll is in my blood. It's not something that I have a choice about, you know? And so really it's, I think it was, um, Johnny Waite who, who gave me that piece of advice was he said, you know, don't listen to anybody else when they try to say stuff like that. Right. Right. And and it does sound cliche, but it's because it's true. That's, a, that's why it's a cliche because no, it's but true. It, I mean, and especially, um, you know, coming from a guy like that, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's probably heard it and seen it all. 100%. Right. Yeah, and and, and the fact that he has that uh, knowledge behind him and is uh, right. passing it on to you. Right. I mean, that's, that's some big stuff. That's yeah. It's a really words. humbling thing and a very, it's very reassuring, you know, to, to get advice from anybody who's, who's like a veteran in that, in the, you know, music industry and not only a veteran, uh, but the guy is a success story in and of itself. Right. right, He's been there. He's done that. He has the golden platinum records on the wall. Right. So, I mean, there you go. It's not just a veteran. It's just like, this is the tried and true real deal artist. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which you are, you're a real deal artist. You stand by your convictions. (laughs) You stand by what you want to do. You stand by, you know, what you want to create. And yeah, like you said, I think a lot of times, especially when you're on a TV show like The Voice, right, where more times than not, you'll have pop singers or they're trying to, you know, get you into the pop world or whatever. And that's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It seems like that from, you know, to me just sitting here watching or whatever. But when you say, right on, I kind of want to do something else and you stick to your guns, do it. And not only do you do it, but you're killing it right now. You're killing it right now. Right. Thank you. So So good on you. Good on you for sticking to your guns. Thank you. I, it, it is something that I like, it's something that I'm glad that I did because there's a lot of back and forth about, you know, what do I do? Should I actually, you know, should I do this? Should I, I started writing pop songs, actually. I, I was going to try and do the mainstream thing. <laughs> and now I look back on it and I'm like. I love, I love no... that you stayed true. I love that you stayed true to yourself. Like that, I mean, part of, of what draws me to you and your music is the fact that you didn't go that route you did stay true to yourself. You did stay true to your vision and you're creating something that's, that's really vibrant. That's really like a big breath of fresh air, especially, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, keep harping or, or, or pounding down the fact that, that you're 21 years old, but the fact that you're 21 years old and you're creating something that has a bit of familiarity 
but is still something that's so you. Like, I catch pop sensibilities in your music. It's not that you, you're not writing pop songs, but that's in there in such a creative way in some of your phrasing. Sober comes to mind, right? The song Sober comes to mind. Your phrasing, uh, your cadence, all of that stuff. It's like, man, okay, I get this. And I think that it serves as a really, really cool bridge to people who may, you know, be into the kind of pop stuff, but, you know, are kind of wondering about the whole rock and roll world. I think that you're an amazing bridge to it. And it's not just a bridge. You, you go on this bridge and you're at this destination where it's just really good music. So good on you for, again, sticking to your guns, creating something very real, very fun. And, uh, you know. I appreciate that so much. And yeah. and that's something that I hoped to do. So I, you know, that there's something for everyone. I really, I hope that at least. Um, and I, you know, I'm glad that you well, let's break Pointed it that out because sure, it's a reassuring well, thing to hear. So, well, I mean, let's break you. it down. Let's break it down. You have great songwriting. So anybody that's a fan of great songwriting, there you go. You guys rock out. I love rocking out. You know, that's always fun. <laughs> and you're totally, an amazing, definitely. amazing vocalist. Oh, my thank, gosh. Thank you so much. Quite possibly one of my favorite vocalists that's come out in... Gosh, I don't even want to say recent memory, but I mean, you are one of my favorite vocalists that's just come out. It's and it's so refreshing to hear just Thank a you. badass female vocalist who just owns it. So you know, here you are, Thank nine you years so old or whatever it is, right? <laughs> nine you. years old, and you're doing you're doing your karaoke or whatever, right? <laughs> and, and what twelve years later? And you're fronting some, you know, a, a killing band, playing with some of the biggest names in the world. How does that feel? You know, if you look back and you're thinking about that that nine-year-old girl to now, how does that make you feel? It feels, first of all, thank you so much for all the kind words. I so, so appreciate it. And like I said, just very reassuring and you know, it means a lot. So thank well, you so much. You're on the right um, path. But uh, yeah, it feels really, it just feels, it feels really, uh, it feels weird. It feels surreal. <laughs> it feels weird. Right. It feels, you know, it feels really, I keep using the word reassuring, but there, but really though, reassurance is a big thing because it's so, you know, from the time that I was, 11 doing open mic nights and and all the way up till now there were a lot of times where i'm where it's like you know i'm not gonna be able to do this there's too much you know there are two there's no way people are gonna hear my music or my you know what i mean like just doubts and stuff and there's because and, it's a lot of um disappointment too sure sure and so having all these amazing opportunities within you know, like a year of being a band is something that is so, so reassuring. And it, it makes me feel like, you know, we are on the right path and um, that all the work put in thus far is 
you know, being recognized and, and paying off. And so, and that's a great feeling. Um, connecting, being able to connect with people through music that you write and having them apply it to situations in their life or, you know, about them or their inner, you know, personal struggles. It's, that's, that's also an incredible feeling. That's probably my favorite thing about this whole thing wow. is, uh, just connecting with people and, uh, seeing the people and hearing the people talk about, uh, what the songs mean to them and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's really just so incredible. And it's something that I'll be forever grateful for. Awesome. How does it feel to see your crowds grow? It's, it's something that, you know, it's the girls and I were talking about that as we got, um, off the, uh, as we were on the seven dust tour recently, it was, um, just seeing, it, it's so cool to see, you know, every time we play more shows, there are just a little bit more people than there were the last time with right. plush t-shirts or, you know, uh, uh, notice them singing some of the lyrics and, and it's just something that's really crazy and weird to see, but it feels awesome. So and cool. it's, and I know that that's something that we talk about a lot and we're just so grateful for, and it's, it's really exciting and it's, it's fun. It just, it really, really is. And it's great to see. So speaking of the girls in the band, how did you guys all come you know, come about? How did you guys come to be? So uh, Brooke and I met first. It was actually just as the pandemic was starting. And so, you know, I was on social media all the time because I'm just like, okay, what else is new? Everybody's right. trapped in their house, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and I came across Brooke's. I had seen Brooke's videos, um, you know, prior, like, maybe a year, like I'd, I'd seen them here and there, you know, pop up whether it's like YouTube recommended or just on Instagram or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't think that pre pandemic people really stuff videos. I feel like didn't grab you the same way that it did when everybody was in lockdown because sure. You what know, else because did you have to do right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So everything's so much more interesting. And so one day I was just like, really really paying attention and watching her videos and i was like man this girl kicks ass like you know and i didn't realize also that she was 16 at the time and so I oh was my like, gosh and, and she also she I, I found out around the same time that she didn't live too far from me nice. and so i was like i really just want to jam you know at sure. the very least i just want to jam with this girl because she's awesome and she's a badass and she's an amazing drummer and um you know, we got together and we were like, well, yeah, let's do this. Let's be a band. And, um, and then Brooke introduced Ashley. Uh, they were friends from doing, I think they did, um, they did the school of rock program. Oh, nice. Together, um, a few years before. And so they'd known each other from, from that. And then the three of us got together and the chemistry was just instant. It was like, wow, we feel like we have something really special and we just love playing, you know, with each other. Um, and then at that point, management had hopped on board and uh, put out, you know, a PSA for... Um, for like another guitar, uh, guitar player. player. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I guess Lizzie Hale got a hold of that and she had um, retweeted it or, or re reposted it somewhere. I think it was Facebook or Twitter. And that's how uh, Bella, Bella, our guitar wow. player, saw it. And then Bella reached out and, um, you know, then the four of us got together. And again, the chemistry was just 
awesome. It was like, you know, we were like, yep, she's the one, you know, this is, we love her. She's, it was just meant to be. I love the fact that, I mean, the band itself, it's all female, but just the fact that, that you had somebody like Lizzie Hale, you know, repost or, or whatever about the fact that you guys are looking for a guitar player. There's more female power in that as well. Right. I think that's so cool. And especially when you think about the fact that, that Lizzie is, you know, well, Hailstorm. Literally a queen. Rock band, right? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So, uh, man, it's like the stars totally aligned for you. Definitely. And, and let me just point this out to everybody. She just mentioned that two of her bandmates came from the School of Rock program, right? So if that doesn't show you, that doesn't tell you that music education doesn't work or works actually. Like if people say that it doesn't work, you show them this interview, you show them plush, you show them, you know, Mariah here and let them go ahead and, and just put that, that rumor to rest. Yeah. And I went education. to a music school too. There you go. I went to, I, 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 I went to a music school. It's called modern day music and up near where I live in upstate New York. And it's, it really was one of the biggest steps for me to realize this is what I want to do. I mean, they have band programs where you play with other kids your age. They put together little groups of kids and you play in bands and you get to do covers of what, of the music that you like. And it's, and I took voice lessons there. I mean, it, it does work. It does work. So anybody who's saying that is just, you know, maybe it doesn't work for you or your kid or whoever, but it, it works. So yeah. and the fact you that, need to I keep mean, it. The fact that you overcame so much too with the with the mental health stuff, and then you know to see your career here, yeah, that right there is just a testament as far as I'm concerned. So, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, for sharing the fact that you know mu music education was such an integral piece of you know your band, and you know probably the success of your band as well right oh so, yeah yeah and, and honestly helping me as a person like you like a lot of my confidence that like you know um going back earlier in our in the conversation like a lot of my confidence and a lot of the overcoming actually did come from um music education you know That's and it, it really really did it came from that and learning how to use my voice properly and like all those things give you confidence, you know, and it really is something that is very valuable. I agree with you. I agree with you. You were talking about some of the disappointments that you faced in music. What were some of them that, that were kind of notable to you? Um, hmm. I think now I remember, you know, feeling like I was on, you know, whether having certain contacts or, or, you know, meeting somebody who puts you in touch with so-and-so and you're like, Oh, awesome. Like I have this awesome opportunity, uh, you know, and then people tell you your songs aren't good enough right. or people tell you, you know, which is, which is okay. Like I, and, and it's true, you know, it's, it's true at the time, but it's nonetheless, it's still disappointing, you know, right, right. and um, being told one of the biggest disappointments ever actually was being told like i said earlier you know you're wasting your time being in rock trying to do anything in the rock world right. that was like when i first heard that i was like 
16. And that just was heart. It was actually, it might sound dramatic, but it was actually heartbreaking to me. Like it was, it was, it was heartbreaking because I feel like rock and roll is a, it, it is a part of my being. So it was almost like, Oh, you can express yourself and make a living doing it, but you can't do, Right. You know, you can't express your true self. That's just not, that's just stupid. So, that's I mean, not gonna, just... you know, so that was probably the biggest thing that I remember that I was like, wow. So these people just kind of taking a little piece of you. Yeah. Right, and just almost like throwing it on the ground, stomping on it and whatever, right in front of it. That's horrible. Yeah. And so it's those types of disappointments. And then, you know, of course, thing, little things like not getting not getting callbacks from an audition or not right. doing that. You know, you know what I mean? Like there are, there are tons of little disappointments along the way like that. And getting, a, get, getting eliminated on the voice was a big disappointment to me at the time, you know? So, um, a lot of little disappointments, you know, a lot of little disappointments, but yeah, then again, being told you about are. your appearance, those are disappointments too. You know? Oh like my God. Told, like, yeah. Those are things that are disappointing to hear. Right. You know, at, at such a young age. So there are there are many things that were disappointing, but you know, had they not happened, I wouldn't be where I am. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's definitely made you a stronger person. Yeah. You know, and it's definitely, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's you're 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 knowing a part of this the ugly side of the business. Yeah, and those and not just the ugly side of the business. I mean, it's the ugly side of people too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Of the right, world. Right. And it's because I feel like in a lot of industries, it all kind of works the same way. It's yeah. just, you know, uh, but it's, though it's disappointing, a lot of it, a lot of it was true. And a lot of it was stuff that I needed to hear at that age too. And still stuff that, you know, I have to hear. There, there are things that are, it is disappointing, but it is, some of it actually is really helpful and constructive and right. helps you come out a better musician and a better person and, you know, realize like okay what can you work on what can you, is this true you know well let's talk about so. the constructive right what are we we kind of talked about john way just a little bit ago about some of the best advice that you've received but as far as the constructive stuff the things that you've worked really hard on to um to get where you are to you know to be a better person to be a better artist what were some of the things that you did work on that that you feel you know not just proud of but the fact that like or maybe accomplished like hey i don't have to worry about this anymore because i worked my ass off at it or i proved you know the the naysayers the the critics the you know them <laughs> them <laughs> prove them wrong right what what are some of the things that that uh you feel you know that that you have accomplished the the constructive side of things one thing that really uh stands out in my mind as far as you know working on things you know for constructive criticism is um i remember when i was probably about 12 or 13 and i was starting to get into i, I put out an ep i put out a little ep and um you know it was six songs it was the first thing i'd ever done um and, but it was it was fun. It was really, really fun. And, um, you know, I had no clue about working in a studio or how you have to play, you know, guitar, you know, how you have to track and all that stuff. I had no clue. Sure. And, um, 
you know, I remember being told that my guitar playing, you know, at the time was needed to be tighter. You know, the guitar, the, the guitar thing wasn't tight because because I, you know, I, I would write these songs and stuff and then I would get upset if I couldn't track them myself. Right. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, sounds and, so familiar. Yeah. Ah. And, you know, so I really sat down and I'm like, OK, I need to this, you know, these grown men who have way more experience than me are telling me that my guitar playing is too sloppy right now. So I went back and I would just sit for hours playing songs and really trying to tighten up my rhythm and just, you know, learning different ways with my hands on, on both, you know, my strumming hand and this way, like, you know, learning different notes to, you know, to when to mute certain notes and when this and just, just learning how to be tight and crisp and, and a clean guitar player. And, um, that transformed everything. I was able to play live shows much better. It seemed like everything came together after that. And, um, and it just made me a better musician um, because someone told me, hey, that sounds sloppy, wow. you know? And right. of course it sucks. Like you're like, you know, you're sloppy. Like, <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> you're like, it's, it sucks hearing it, you know? Yeah, but, no, but I hear you. Yeah, oh, but it's God. true. It's true. And you have to sit back and, and really reflect and be like, is this true? And be honest with yourself. And I would record myself playing and I would listen back to it. I'm like, it's true. That sounds like a mess, you know? And then work right. on it. Right. So right. that's that's one huge example of how listening to constructive criticism and working on it really helped me become a better musician. That's fantastic. and person, really. Right. Right. As it does. And again, it goes back to the education thing and it goes back yeah. to to all of that. And, you know, just to to better yourself. I mean, you know, the music business is is it's a crazy place. You know, you hear the yeah. horror stories, you know, and it's so funny because in my opinion, you take a look at, at, at the public, right? And you see that um, a lot of them have complete misconceptions and misperceptions about the industry in and of itself. There's some of them that are, that are like, oh, my gosh, it's so glamorous, and it's so this, that, and the other, and it's just not like that. You know, I mean, gosh, uh, telling people is like, well, yeah, if you want to go hang out with, you know, four smelly guys in a van driving hundreds of miles. I was miles. just going to say right. that. I was like, yeah, it sounds really glamorous to sit in a van <laughs> smushed with people, never having any sort of personal space ever. Oh, my God. No, well, saying, you know, well, but it's fun. Those are the tour experiences. I am so going to ask this question in just a bit. But before I go there. <laughs> No, I'm gonna go there right now. Screw it. Okay. And I know that you've got you've you've done both, right? And now now that you have the experience of both. <laughs> this is so oh man. Weird. <laughs> Just traveling with a bunch of girls probably smell better than traveling with a bunch of guys. <laughs> on the road yeah. oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely the hygiene is the hygiene is different i'm not gonna lie it's different i <laughs> oh my god it definitely is um but you know there are fair sh- our fair share of times where we're just like man 
don't have time for that. I'm not showering today. I'm right. not, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not putting makeup on today. I'm not doing, you know what I mean? Like, there are things like that where, um, or, you know, if, if there's, I know for me personally, there's like, I have a lot of leather jackets and just a lot of jackets in general. Right. And sometimes I'll, we, I'll, I'll re, uh, wear my jackets on tour and you know, sweaty leather isn't uh. the best smell, <laughs> but I feel like there comes a point in tour where you're like, I don't freaking care. Like, you know, I, I don't care, no <laughs> you know? And so, uh, <laughs> So I will say that, but overall, the difference, there is a difference, and the hygiene seems to be a little bit more... Yeah. I, I, I had to ask. <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there you go. Well, you got the mis the misconceptions, the misperceptions, right, of it being so glamorous out there. Now we find yeah. out the truth about, you know, traveling with the guys or traveling with the girls, and obviously you want to travel with the girls because it just smells better. Probably, yeah. looks, <laughs> probably looks better, too, but still... That's just the way it is. All right. But then he also got those those people who are like, you know, those and and usually it's the same people who are like, oh, it's so glamorous, it's so this, it's so that. Oh, you're never gonna amount to anything. Oh, it's such a, a dead end street, or you're probably yeah. gonna end up on drugs and die, or you're gonna be, <laughs> you know, I mean, it runs the gamut, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, damned if you do or damned if you don't. Yeah, and, exactly. Right. And so a lot of people don't don't see, you know, the artistic, the reason why we do this, the reason yes. why we, yeah. And 100%. That's, that's the deal. That's the real deal. And that's one of the things that I wanted to do with this, with this particular radio show and talking to people like you is because we're going to just go ahead and dispel all of those rumors, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be a pop star? No. No. You're a rocker, and you're you're doing quite I don't, well. I couldn't do that if I tried. No, right? I couldn't be. A, I couldn't. <laughs> no. And so, I mean, but here, but here you are, right? So you are, you know, a 21-year-old woman in the rock and roll world. Not a pop, not a pop star, not anything like that. But you're, you are killing it right now with your band. Thank you. Yeah. You got the success and you got, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I mean, you as a woman, as a young woman doing something that people never really expected you to do or, or genre wise, how does that make you feel? Is it, is just, is it just like, yeah, you know, just are, are, are you feeling really good, really accomplished about that? Kind of like proving the naysayers wrong. I, I definitely do feel, I mean, I do, I love being a woman in rock. I do. And I love the fact that, uh, that my band is all women. Like I, I love that's that. So cool. I think that that's so cool. I think that that's so empowering for, yes. for so many people and so many little, you know, little girls. And, and I love that. I love, I love, we, we love seeing little girls in, you know, at, at shows that we play that that just have smiles on their faces and because I because I remember if I would watch you know when I would see Lizzie Hale on stage right you know or Amy Lee right. when I was little and I'm like they are just I mean they they were just everything to me and they were my heroes and they still are um and so I think it's I think you can never have too many 
uh, females in rock. Ever. I agree with you. Um, and I love the sisterhood that's in rock and roll, particularly. Right. I mean, the females in rock and roll are so supportive and empowering to one another and just, uh, you know, they're just badass women, really. Um, I honestly never felt like like there were people telling me, you can't do this because you're a female. Right. Um, I didn't really run into that many naysayers as far as, you know, being a woman in rock. But, you know, that's really, I think that that's really because of all the females. I mean, it's because of the females who have paved the way for, for bands like Plush. Sure. And, you know, who went through all that crap so that we didn't have it as bad. You know right. what I mean? And so I think that that is incredible. And for that, I'm forever grateful for. Being a woman in rock, are there any downsides to it? Have you experienced any not-so-fun moments, not-so-fun crowd members or quote-unquote fans or anything like that? Has it, is, is it more difficult, do you think, in, in that aspect? I definitely do think that. I There's definitely, uh, you know, there's a feeling, like, su like, it sucks to have to worry, you know, to have to feel like, oh, does this person, do these people really want us to sign this or do these people really like our music, you know, and and believe in this band or do they just think that we're hot? You know what I mean? Right, it's, right. And it's, it's stuff like that that um, can feel discouraging sometimes. And then, you know, uh, just overall in general, more objectifying things and comments than, you know, I think any guy band would have. Sure, oh, I, um, I, I could only imagine. And, right? you know, just, 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 yeah, just, just bullshit like that. And, um, sorry, are we, are we not allowed to? You're are, fine. Okay. <laughs> so, but, you know, just, just crap like that. And, and, you know, yeah. there are some sound guys that I, I remember there are some sound guys that, that, we'll do sound check or something. And, and I remember a couple of times, some, some sound guys being like, wow, you guys like rock pretty hard. I wasn't expecting that. Or, or right. just like, oh, you guys are loud. I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. I didn't have my board set up for that. I, like just stuff like that. And I'm like, we're a rock band. Are we supposed to be quiet? Right. I, right. Like, it's, it's just, it's just stupid, st annoying stuff like that. But I mean, does it stop us from doing anything? No, thank God, you know, but it's just a little annoying stuff like that, that I personally don't feel would happen. If you were, if uh, were yeah. a band full of men, you know, yeah. so it definitely is a little bit, um, or, you know, just little comments like, you know, I usually don't, I, I had this one guy come up to me and be like, I usually don't really give female rock singers any slack. I don't care for female rock singers, but, uh, Man, you have like testosterone or something in your voice. Like, just like seriously, <laughs> people people actually talk like that. I mean, it's oh. so just things like that. But um, the good thing is, is is nothing is really, you know, everything's just wow. annoying. You know. Oh but, man, I so yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know, by far, I think that the most of the attention is very positive, very you know, it's all love, very. So, so that's the that's a very positive thing. Well, good. What rumors do you, you know, feel like you would want to dispel, whether it be about you or the band or the genre, anything like that? 
Hmm. That's a good question. Um, okay, here's a rumor that I would like to dispel about plush once and for all. Okay. We are not from South Africa. Ah. A lot of people think that we... <laughs> some people have said, oh, you guys came here from South Africa, right? I'm like, no, no, no. We're not South African. We, we're not a South African band. It says that on Wikipedia, but it's not true. Right. Uh, we are all from America. And that's it. <laughs> I would like to dispel that. Because <laughs> there was another... Apparently, there was this, this older band called Plush, I think, but it was all guys. It was all guys, and it was like electronic from, music or something. Yeah, and they're yeah, completely different music, and they're from South Africa, I think. Um, so it says that on Wikipedia. So some people think that we are from South Africa, and we're not. So. And you're not. Where Where are you from? Uh, I'm from New York. I, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Am I New York? <laughs> I couldn't tell by the accent. No. Oh, do I have an accent? Oh, just a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> People say that sometimes, and I'm like, I can never hear it, man. But um, it's... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, don't don't ever change. That's just part of the... That's part of the coolness. That's part of the... I love it. I love Thank it. You. Yeah. Yeah, so three of us actually... Ashley and Bella... Or Ashley and Brooke are also from New York. Um, and then Bella's from Maine. From so Maine. All yeah. Oh, right on. Except except for Bella, you said, right? Yeah. You have done some amazing tours as of late, and you're about to embark on another one here real soon. And I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Alice in Chains, they're just one of my favorite bands ever. But I mean, tell us a little bit about that. So you were out. You were out with Seven Dust. Uh, you were going to be going out with. Uh, was it? Did you go out, or or are you going out with Slash? coming up did, did i see that yeah oh we man how was that oh it was amazing i first of all he's just so awesome like he's just like the he just radiates coolness like that guy yeah. and and but seriously though the their whole crew and the band and everybody was just so sweet i mean every guy in the band was so sweet so amazing funny you know and it and just we're so welcoming, um, and so they're just awesome people, and they kicked ass every night. Right. You know, it's not that that's not to be expected. I mean, it, you know, Slash, Miles Kennedy, come on, it's, right. it's gonna kick ass yeah, no matter it's what. Yeah, gonna be but, a damn good show. Sure yeah, enough. but um, it was just so it, it was so crazy to be there, and and you know, the the shows were so much fun, the crowds were so much fun, and. It, it really was an awesome experience. It was a great tour. And then Seven Dust, you got done with them not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, we love Seven Dust. Seven Dust is, the, honestly, if I'm being honest, that was my favorite tour energy-wise. I mean, the, the crowds were just, I we love the Seven Dust crowds. They, they're so diverse, um, first of all, and they just are so energetic and just happy to be there it's like one big metal family yeah for sure and that's something that i love about metal metal crowds in particular yeah. they're just so happy to be there and it's like they show the opener so much love you know which isn't always the case True. Uh, it's you know so it they could easily just sit there and be like whatever and i whatever. get that i'm not right. gonna lie i get that of course i do i you know we've all gone to shows where we're like okay can i just see 
seven does. Can I just see corn? Can I just see? I I totally get that. Right. But it's right. it's it's an, it's a bonus when you know the people are just happy to see that you and and happy to be seeing music. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, that's a hell of a pairing, though. I mean, you guys and Seven Dust, that makes so much sense to me. That that billing was fantastic. It I was, that, yeah. So much fun. So much fun. Um, you know, and and Deep Fall, being on the road with, uh, you know, Deep Fall and All Good Things, too, they were on that, that bill. And they're just such amazing people, too. I mean, so every band that was there, just amazing people. It was so much fun to hang out with them. You know, sometimes we would share green rooms uh, with all good things and, and deep fall. And, and those were just the funnest days for us because we all just had a great time. We talked, we laughed. It was just, good. you know, not to mention they put on an amazing show. So, yes. Yes. You know. And now Allison Chain's coming up. How do you feel yes. about that? You know, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I, I, it's, it's, uh. yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? it's, but that's, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so something perfect. that I never thought. I mean, we're just, we're just so excited about it. Oh it's, man, I, it's one of those things where I feel like it's it, it, like the same thing with the Evanescence and Hailstorm tour. I feel like it's not gonna hit me until I'm there. Right, and, like it's. It's one of those things that doesn't feel real. You like your your mind won't let it feel real until you're there, right? Because right. it's something that's so crazy and so Good ridiculous. You, and, um, that's so cool. What a, I, I love that feeling, right? It's it is a it's a great feeling, and um, I mean to just, I mean Allison Chains is legendary. Seriously, yeah. no. I yeah. mean everybody loves Al. I mean they're just awesome. I remember growing up and and, he, and my dad would listen to Allison Chains and and you know. It's it's just amazing, yeah. seriously. Yeah, good for you. And Ashley, our our bass player, is just I mean, that's is that her band? They're like that's her, her idols. Band? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she yeah, yeah. And her dad was in a band with uh Mike Starr. Oh, right for on. a while too. So sure. um and I know that he knows all the guys and so I can't even imagine what it must be like for her. I mean How is it with you know, this is kind of a random question, but I mean, how is it with, with y'all's parents? Do you is it like a big just a, a big family kind of thing. Like are, are all the parents like really supportive and, and stuff like that or, or not so much or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, our, our, all of our parents are definitely very supportive of us and, and, and want the best for us. Oh, good. Always. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. I definitely hope to catch that, that tour. Cause I mean, I'm, I love Allison Chains. I love you guys. And you know, I definitely Thank want you. to catch that for sure. You kind of said something earlier and you being a young woman in rock and roll, getting, you know, or finding her voice or, or realizing that, that you had something, even at like nine years old, what would you tell young women who are wanting to get into rock and roll or music in general? What advice would you give young women? Um, I would say, well, going back to what I said earlier was like, you know, don't, listen to anybody who's trying to deter you from what you know you're supposed to be doing. It's different to take constructive criticism, which I also think you should do. But if it's something that is just so against what you're like, you're being don't, don't listen to that ever seriously, because, and 
I, I really don't. It'll, I don't think anything good would ever come from not being yourself. Sure. Um, and I would also just say, take opportunities. You know, you got to take opportunities. Don't let fear get in the way or insecurities get in the way, which I know feels impossible. Like it, it actually feels impossible, but it's not, it's really not. Um, I was like the shyest kid ever. I, nobody ever thought that I would ever be a musician because I, well, a musician who like performs and stuff because I just didn't, I was so shy and afraid of stuff, but you know, you just gotta face it head on or else nothing's ever gonna get done. And also I would say, do take constructive criticism. Like just be open to what people tell you and, and and follow your gut. I feel like your gut is never gonna let you down, seriously. I like that one. Ever. I like that one. Yeah. All right, well with it being close to the end, what I normally do at the end, I throw out these quick fire, rapid fire questions, okay? So you don't think, you just go. You just go. Okay. Okay. So Here we go. Right off the bat, performing live or studio? Uh, performing. I like it. All right. Top three vocalists. Um, Amy Lee, Lizzie Hale, and Lady Gaga. <laughs> Wow, right on. Throw Gaga in there. Boom. Yeah, she's one of my favorite vocalists ever. I think she's so incredible. Cool. Very cool. Guitar or singing? Guitar. Wow, okay. Yeah. Coming from like <laughs> one of the most badass singers I've ever heard in my life. All right. <laughs> Top three Desert Island records. Oh, man. Um, shoot. Okay, Follow the Leader, Corn. Um, Fallen, Evanescence. And. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, Born This Way, Lady Gaga. Wow! <laughs> yeah. There we go, another Gaga. Throw Gaga in there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Slasher Seven Dust. I'm kidding. You didn't even have to go there. Oh, my gosh. It's like, don't. Don't do it. Don't. I couldn't pick one. It just depends on the mood you're in. All right. Last question for you. If there's one song that you wish you wrote, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's such a hard question. Probably Seven by Taylor Swift. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. I love, I, I really just, I just love music. Like, I just love to listen to everything. I really do. I love so, that. Uh, I love, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You have no idea. Where can people find you, Mariah? Um, I'm Mariah, at Mariah Formica on Formica, all... people. Yes, Formica. Uh, <laughs> But it's spelled like the countertop, so yes. <laughs> you might as well say for Micah. But yeah, so for Mika, uh, Mariah for Mika on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and then uh, for Plush on Instagram and Twitter, we are Plush Rocks. And then on Facebook, we are Plush Official. 
And Plush actually plays, right? You guys actually, like, that's actually yes. you playing. Yes. And singing. See, that's amazing to me because they kick that much ass. And I'm not Thank trying to you. say that to, like, you know, just say, oh, you guys are all girls. I can't, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're incredible. Some of the best rock and roll I have heard in so long. And it's refreshing. So and much. it's so cool that it's all women that are creating something so powerful and badass. And if you guys get a chance to go catch them, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Mariah, you are amazing. And I wish Thank nothing you. but the best. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for having me. This oh. was really fun. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, man, yeah. Anytime, anytime. Ah, well, there you have it. I want to thank my special guest this week, Mariah Fermika, my new friend from the band Plush. Everybody, they're going to be going out with Alice in Chains here real soon. You do not want to miss that show. You don't want to miss that tour. And, man, you're going to hear some amazing rock and roll from these four young ladies who are just throwing down. And I'll tell you, Mariah has just uh, just one of those one-of-a-kind voices. I really mean that. One of the best voices I think I've ever heard. She's so good. So go check them out. Speaking of checking things out, I ask you to visit my website, www.kenvaldez.com. Over there, you can check out my music as well as tour dates that keep coming on in. I can't wait to see you guys out on the road. There's also some merchandise there, information on this show, and of course, there's links to my socials. And I love hearing from y'all, so be in touch with me and I will get back to you. If you enjoy the show, you like what you're hearing, you enjoy the guests that I'm bringing on, and you want to show a little bit of love, go visit me at Venmo. My Venmo handle is at Ken Valdez. You know, the show takes a lot of time and energy and uh, even some money to make this thing happen, to keep this proverbial bus on the road, and to bring you guests like Mariah Fermika every week. So if you want to show a little love, that's how you do it. Visit me at Venmo. That's about it, everybody. Until next time, y'all. Be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.